Welcome to Apologetics with Brian O'Connell, where in each episode I answer difficult questions that confront Christianity. Over the past several episodes, we've been discussing the topic of origins, asking ourselves, how did we get here? Are we here as the result of evolution, or are we here as the result of an intelligent creator? By looking at several fields of science, we saw that the evidence points to our existence being the result of an intelligent creator. We saw that it is not the facts of evolution versus the faith and fairy tales of religion, but rather it's the facts of religion versus the faith and fairy tales of evolution. Although we concluded that science supports the intelligent design or creationist worldview, we were left with a new question. What creator is science pointing to? Is it the creator as shown in the Christian Bible? How about the Jewish Tanakh or the Muslim Quran? What about the Hindu Vedas or the God of one of the many other world religions? With over 4,000 religions or faith systems in the world, can we really conclude that there's only one true faith? Are the claims of Christianity arrogant and narrow-minded? Is it possible that all religions are equally true and that they all lead to God? Over the next couple episodes, we're going to be addressing these issues. If science clearly points to an intelligent creator being the cause of our existence, and if there are thousands of religions in the world, is it a mistake to believe that there is only one true faith or only one way to God? According to popular opinion, it's more than a mistake. It's arrogant and narrow-minded. In their book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, Norman Geisler and Frank Turk state that in America, truth in religion is considered an oxymoron. There is no truth in religion, we are told. It's all a matter of taste or opinion. You like chocolate? I like vanilla. You like Christianity? I like Islam. If Buddhism works for you, then it's true for you. Besides, you ought not to judge me for my beliefs. Several years ago, I came across a video of Oprah Winfrey, which I think accurately represents the views of society. The belief that there cannot possibly be one true faith or one way to God. During her show, which was titled, What's Your Spiritual Belief? She was discussing matters of spirituality. In response to an audience member's statement on God, she quoted from Daniel Quinn's book, Ishmael, where he said, One of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live and that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be a human being and many paths to what you call God. This quote does not represent a small group of people. In fact, I come across this belief frequently whenever I'm talking to people about religion and belief in God. The way this objection to the belief in one true faith is presented is through the famous ancient Indian elephant analogy. If you've never heard this analogy before, it goes something like this. Imagine I take 10 people and blindfold them, and then I take them outside and lead them over to an elephant. And without telling them what they're touching, I have each person touch a different part of the elephant. For example, the tail, the trunk, tusks, ears, feet, body, and so on. If I then lead these people back inside, take off their blindfolds, and ask them to describe what they just touched, would these 10 people describe the same thing? The obvious answer to this question is no. They would not be describing the same thing. 
Whenever people share this analogy with me, it's it's shared with the purpose of proving that there could not possibly be one true faith and that such a belief is arrogant. This analogy is used to prove that all religions are serving the same God and just experiencing Him in different ways. So we need to ask ourselves, are all religions experiencing the same God? Are there any problems with the elephant analogy? Does this analogy explain all of the different religions? Tim Keller, in his excellent book, The Reason for God, points out that this illustration backfires on its users. The story is told from the point of view of someone who is not blind. How could you know that each blind man only sees part of the elephant unless you claim to be able to see the whole elephant? Keller quotes from Leslie Newbigin, who explains that there is an appearance of humility in the protestation that truth is much greater than any one of us can grasp. But if this is used to invalidate all claims to discern the truth, it is in fact an arrogant claim to a kind of knowledge which is superior to all others. We have to ask, what is the absolute vantage ground from which you claim to be able to relativize all the absolute claims that these different scriptures make? Keller then asks, How could you possibly know that no religion could see the whole truth unless you yourself have the superior, comprehensive knowledge of spiritual reality you just claim that none of the religions have? These quotes by Keller and Newbigin show that when people argue for religious pluralism and they object to Christianity's religious exclusivity and claim that Christians are arrogant and narrow-minded, they are making arrogant statements and claiming to have a knowledge that is far superior than all others. They are doing the very thing that they have made objections to. Another problem with the elephant analogy is that if each religion is touching or experiencing the same God, we should expect to see unity and not contradictory teachings and beliefs. Josh McDowell and Don Stewart write in their book Answers that the problem with this illustration is identifying the elephant with God. You are assuming that all these people are experiencing the same God, when in fact this is not true. All religions cannot be true at the same time, because they teach many things completely opposite one another. They all may be wrong, but certainly they all cannot be right, for the claims of one will exclude the other. Let's look at a few of the conflicting beliefs of several of the world's main religions. I'm not going to go into an in-depth study of each religion, That's not the point of this episode. Instead, an overview will be given. But this overview will be sufficient enough to show that all religions cannot be true at the same time. Although many areas could be addressed, the ones that I'm going to briefly discuss are the ways that these religions view God, Jesus, and sin. For example, regarding the view of God, Hindus believe in one main God, Brahman, but they also believe in millions of lesser gods. Jews, Christians, and Muslims, however, they believe that there is only one God. And then one of the world's newest religions, Baha'i, they believe that the God from each religion, God, Allah, Yahweh, and Brahman, all refer to one divine being. Regarding their view of Jesus, Christians believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came to earth and took on flesh. Christians believe that Jesus is fully man and fully God, and that he died on the cross, was buried, 
and after three days rose from the dead, taking away the sins for all who put their faith in him. Muslims, however, they believe that Jesus Christ was only a man. They believe that he was a prophet, but less important than the prophet Muhammad. According to Muslims, Christ did not die for the sins of man. The Baha'i religion teaches that Jesus was one of God's many messengers, along with Abraham, Moses, Buddha, Muhammad, and so forth. Regarding their view of sin, Christians believe in something called original sin, that everyone is born in sin and is therefore a sinner before a holy God. Because of this, Christians believe that we are all in need of a Savior. Buddhists, however, do not believe in the idea of original sin or sin at all. According to Buddhism, Buddhists believe that sin is the lust that arises within one's life. For Buddhists, this sin, or, or rather lust, is something that they themselves need to overcome, and therefore there is no need for a savior. In the Baha'i religion, they reject the concept of original sin, or any related doctrine which considers people to be basically evil or have intrinsically evil elements in their nature. Because they believe humans are naturally good and not evil, within the Baha'i religion, there isn't a need for a savior. Even though the survey was brief, it clearly shows that the claim that all religions teach and believe the same thing is false. Furthermore, this review of these religions shows that all religions are not serving or describing the same God. Now, typically when I'm teaching a class on this topic, I show a picture of two road signs that are attached to the same pole, one on top of the other. The sign on the top is a do not enter sign. Directly under it, and facing the same direction is a sign that says, enter only. Although it may be hard to imagine the photo that I just described, when I show this picture to the audience, it's immediately clear that the problem with the photo is that each sign contradicts the other. They both cannot be true at the same time. This photo that I just described is a visual for the statements that all religions are serving the same God, or that all religions believe and or teach the same things. However, the law of non-contradiction, it tells us that two opposing beliefs, ideas, and statements cannot both be true at the same time. As Josh McDowell and Don Stewart pointed out, each religion can be wrong, but they all cannot be true. The claims of one are going to exclude the other. So as we've just seen, all religions cannot be true. We can't all be serving the same God. If this is true, that all religions can't be serving the same God, then where does this leave us? The creation accounts of Hinduism and Buddhism, they claim that the universe has always been here. However, as we saw in our last several episodes, this belief contradicts the first and second laws of thermodynamics. Not only that, but these creation accounts contradict the calculations of Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein, as well as the red shift discovery by Edwin Hubble. The contradictory views of the Baha'i religion shows that it cannot be true, and when one looks at other religious belief systems around the world, they find that these beliefs, although held by many followers, are not valid. So then, this leaves us looking at Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And in this episode, we've just seen that each of these religions have contradictory beliefs. They can each be false, but they cannot all be true at the same time. So then, 
Are they all false? Or is it possible that there's one true faith? That's all the time that we have for today. Come back next time as we look at Christianity to see what makes Christianity different from all other world religions. God bless.